This is the Matt Townsend Show. Tell me that's not a pretty amazing dynamic. Your guide on the side. Just bring the honesty and the integrity to the game. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend. On BYU Radio. BYU Radio. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Leanna Tan, here to give you some of Matt's best tidbits to help you live healthier, happier lives. Well, you know, that spooky time of year is coming up. So today, we're going to address something that I know is haunting all of us. The thing that deceives you every day, that causes good kids to turn to narcissists, that waits for you at your bedside while you sleep and infiltrates your mind while you're awake. And that thing that has become a modern-day monster lurking in every home. Social media. Matt says that people have been officially diagnosed with an addiction to the internet. And just like any other addiction, it messes with your self-worth. So let's talk about it. Today, I've got two great interviews lined up for you addressing this topic. And the first one is a portion of an interview with Gwendolyn Seidman, who talks about the deception in social media, what kinds of exaggerations on the internet can make us believe untruths, and what things we should do to manage our own profiles. She is uh, an associate professor of psychology and the chair of psychology department at Albright College. She received her doctorate there in social personality psychology from NYU, actually, back in 2006. Since then, she's been studying self-expression and self-presentation on the Internet. And uh, so glad to have you back, Gwendolyn. Thanks for uh, giving us your time. Thank you. Talk to us about um, deception in in social media settings. I mean, I know that's that's one of the things that seems like maybe some of the older generations we just don't trust. You know, we don't trust that letter from some guy in Nigeria who needs money. Um, and we've all heard those stories. But I mean, is it really is is it more of a problem online than just day to day? Yeah, I mean, you, you sort of mentioned the classic uh, spam email with a person from Nigeria. Yeah. Clearly you shouldn't trust that one. That, that one don't um, buy. <laughs> that one you shouldn't trust. Uh, but, you know, most of the research looking at online interactions isn't necessarily going to focus on things like that, like, you know, scams for, you know, for money and things like that. Um, and focus more on people meeting in various online venues or even interacting in a laboratory online or looking at people on online dating sites. Um, and overall, slight exaggerations seem to be somewhat common, but just all out, you know, major lies are pretty rare. Hmm. I mean, just a slight exaggeration, like they're really not 6'4", they're 6'2". Right. <laughs> right. So it is especially true on, on dating websites that people are especially likely to lie about their physical appearance, in particular their height and their weight. You know, sort of sh- shave off a few pounds, yeah. have a photo where you're a little bit thinner. Oh, sure. Um, th- that that is is very common. Um, that particular type of. Well, I mean, that's what I would do, right? So it's just a little bait and switch. And you you get them in, you get them loving you, and then when they say, "Hey, so I'm going to come in from Cleveland," you go on like a major diet. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's not right, but. But I guess that's what's happened. And all of us, too. Maybe is it is it more we're doing it to impress the other, or is it really that we're just not aware? Like, I mean, are we, are we really trying to deceive people? Especially, we're trying to deceive, I guess, someone 
that we want to date someday. I mean, it's almost like a, it's a crazy place to be deceptive. Right. Well, that's part of why the deception is usually not major, because most people realize that you can't just tell all out ridiculous lies and then expect to have a relationship with the person. You know, that's why the lies are more minor. Um, in terms of whether or not they know what they're doing yet, I mean, a lot of the surveys actually ask people, do you lie about this? Yeah. And they will say, yes, I exaggerate it. So they're definitely aware. Yeah. They're doing it. But we all exaggerate day to day, right? I mean, we talk about the fish that got away. It was huge. Right. But so I guess that's part of relationships kind of anyway. Right. This is more. Yeah. yeah. You're eventually yeah, going to get caught, though. very common. Mm-hmm. Talk about, I mean, to me, where, it, where it, you really hit the big leagues in social media and deception is with this idea called catfishing. Talk right. to us about that, because that is... That's a big deal. It's definitely a big deal. It's received a lot of attention. I mean, interestingly, there's not a lot of research on that, and I think in part because it's a pretty rare phenomenon. If yeah. you're just going to send out a survey to a few hundred Internet users, you're not going to find a sample of 50 people <laughs> right. catfishing people. I mean, this isn't going to happen. So there's really not research on that. You know, the research really suggests that this is not something that most people are doing. Right. Um, catfishing, you know, so, for those that don't know, is would be where someone else pretends to be something, and it could be someone even close to you, puts up a like a Facebook uh, site or whatever and pretends to like you, pretends to date you. I mean, it has a little online relationship with you or whatever, and really they're just scamming you. Yeah, so that's, that's something that I think is pretty uncommon, and I think that the motivation people have for it definitely vary. I mean, once again, there's not really research on this because we're talking about such a small sample of people that you can be able to study. But, um, you know, some people might be doing it deliberately to get revenge on somebody or something like that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes people do it because they really feel like whoever they really are isn't going to be accepted. You know, if you ever see the show Catfish on MTV, you know, they'll have somebody who puts up a really physically attractive photo and gets a lot of attention from other people that profile and it's attention that they couldn't get otherwise mm. you know and they may still talk to people and present what really is an authentic personality but behind this mask that's more appealing hmm i mean they're really just, they're living a dream they're yeah. they're it's a persona they've created and i guess they're i mean it, it's it's sad really right oh I mean, it is sad i mean if, if you ever have you watch the show that show or not but sometimes you'll have situations like that and you know sometimes people remain friends but it always you know changes things obviously when you realize somebody has been deceiving you in a major way yeah um, you're not going to quite have the same relationship again well that was the byu uh, not the byu the what's it uh manti teo from notre dame kind of got he's a big pro nfl prospect and he got really sucked into that and anyway it was it was crazy and 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 really sad, horrible, actually. It seems like one of the things that might be a problem um, is when we're doing this and we're online and we're dating and we're putting out our profile and showing everything that's going on in our lives, it seems like we're a lot of it we're doing for the masses, for the crowds, and mm-hmm. not so much for ourselves. It's almost like we're not living just to be us, we're now living, it's almost like a, a, a camera is always in your face, so you're always projecting bigger, greater. 
Um, yeah, certainly people um, are conscious of their self-presentation online, they, and they may want to project a certain image. And people differ in terms of their motivations for doing what they do on social media. Some people really do just want to connect with other people. Some people really do want to be accepted. Some people really do want to maybe express things about themselves that they feel like they don't get a chance to express. You know, some people right. um, might want to show off. A lot of people want to look like they're happier than they really are. Um, so people have these, these different motivations, and some of them are more other-directed, I guess, and some of them are more about, about yourself. How do we know what to trust? And, you know, and what messages, or do we just, you know, take it with a grain of salt and just move on? How do we know what's real, what to trust, and, and what not? And, and really, do you have a guide for what we should be, I mean, how we should be managing our own profile? Is there a, is there a healthy level of, uh, of imperfection that we might want to post? Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, you probably don't want to post a whole bunch of things that are negative. Um, there's actually an interesting study that looked at people with high self-esteem versus low self-esteem and the kind of things that they tended to post. And people with low self-esteem posted a lot more things where they were talking about just negative things that happened yeah. or venting, expressing negative emotions. And what happened was those things actually weren't getting as much engagement or reaction from their friends. It was as though their friends were kind of sick of hearing that. You know, they post something positive, then they would get a lot of reinforcement, a lot of reaction and comments, whereas people with high self-esteem were more likely to post mostly positive stuff. Hmm. And then when they did post something negative, then they would get a lot of responses, like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, that's true, yeah. And then they get reinforcement about their negativity. Right, but then the people who have low self-esteem are doing all this negative stuff, and people are trying to kind of, you could argue their friends are trying to train them out of it. They try to reinforce the positive stuff. We've all had somebody, a friend somewhere, that just kind of posts a lot of the martyr, woe is me stuff. And, yeah, it's sad, because then it's almost like the, the the response you have to him every time you see it is, oh, that's sad. You're That's pitiful. <laughs> you just feel so bad for him, which may not be the goal, right? We don't. We don't want everybody projecting on us how pathetic we are. Well, it depends. I mean, some people may want to elicit pity from other people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's possible that could be a motivation for some people. Other people might just be looking for just sort of moral support. And, you know, maybe they're barking up the wrong tree because maybe not everybody is interested in doing that. It's only become annoyed at the person if they're constantly doing that sort of thing. That's right. And then I, I would assume, yeah, pull away, maybe, you know, no longer or defriend them. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. It really is some interesting stuff, Gwendolyn. More on social media and the Internet when we come back right here on The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back. I'm Leanna Tan. This is The Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about social media. We just finished a portion of an interview with Gwendolyn Seidman about deceptions in social media and how you know who to trust on the internet. 
She said that all-out major lies aren't as common or as decipherable on the internet, but a lot of times people exaggerate just enough to twist your belief. For instance, on dating apps and websites, one of the most common exaggerations is of people's physical appearances. So they might lie just enough to make you think they look like Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie, only for you to be sorely disappointed when you meet them in real life. Ooh. Okay, so as we know, there are some scary things out there on the world of social media. And one of the scariest things might be that people are actually getting addicted to it. You might think that it's harmless because you don't walk away with a hangover or a prison sentence, but consuming and dwelling in too much social media can have lasting effects, especially on your self-worth. And that's why I thought it was important to share this interview with Becca Dolgarian, where she talks about the top 10 warning signs that you're becoming a social media addict. I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm really getting into the social media. I did know that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm finding out that I'm flipping addicted. I'm loving this stuff. Oh. Is that bad? It, it can be bad. Because, like, I can't every night. I'll get up and I'll, I mean, you know, I'll be going to bed. And I, I like to have my iPad. And I'll even go to sleep with my iPad. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Yes, you are addicted. Officially, then, you are addicted. Well, let me just tell you, because it's weird, because I have to hold the iPad above my face. Oh, no. And then I get sleepy and I'll fall asleep and then the iPad will actually fall on my face. So you're willing to risk life and limb Mm -hmm. for social media. Yeah, I'm even wearing a helmet to bed now. Oh, okay. Just because I'm doing it. But social media, it's it's addicting, right? I just wait. I just had a visual. I'm picturing you like driving and laughing to yourself because you came up with like the best status update. And you're like, when can I get on my phone and put this on? I actually am now starting to think status update by status update. Yeah, you, I can I can see your mind working. But it's horrible because I'm not fast enough to get it on. That by the time I get it on the social media <laughs> sites, I'm bored with it. On the social media sites. <laughs> I don't know what else to call them. On those thingamajigs. I'm bored with it. And by the time I'm bored with it, I'm already on to my third oh. update. Is that bad? Yeah. Yeah. Is it bad? It's bad. Sorry. So I need your help here because there's a lot of people out there whose lives are being taken over. Yes, you are not alone. By social media. And... Um, you know, but it's not all bad. It's no, it's no. not all good either. You know, there's people that are. Have you ever heard of Farmville? Oh. <laughs> okay, so ex- those that haven't, you can get on Facebook. Is it is it on Facebook? I think so. I have never once ever played it, but when I get a notification that somebody found a sheep or somebody, yeah, discovered. You know, turn a herd or uh-huh. something. I'm just like, wow, that is fantastic. So these are people that couldn't. They could just farm. If they, if they wanted, they could have a garden and go wow. spend all this time in the garden. Or they could have a fake farm online, I guess. Yeah. And they go have to bring in their crops and plant them. And they literally have this pressure <laughs> of a farm. That's messed up. Yeah. Okay. That is that. Are you are we attaching that to social media? Yeah, because we are we are fulfilling our farm dreams. Yeah, I've never had a I farm guess. dream. And in fact, I think yeah, only on social media is this totally attainable. It actually seems abs- absolutely messed up. As Robbie. I said, they ought to name the thing "fake farm." Fake so that farm. That people know what it is for all the people <laughs> who don't have enough stress in their life that they want to have a fake stressor. Yeah. So this stuff could be kind of known as the ugly. 
yeah. of the of the social media world. But I want you, you're here to tutor us, okay? Give us an education on what's the good, the bad, the ugly when it comes to social media. How do we know when we need a life? <laughs> okay, I've got kind of a Letterman countdown with the top oh, do you? 10. A little David yeah, Letterman action. A little, a little uh, signs of the times if you are like Matt and fall asleep with the iPad <laughs> on your face. If your iPad hits okay, your face, you are in trouble. Here let's, we go. Let's hit some of these. Okay. Uh, here's some signs that you might uh, have a problem. If you're, with social media. With social media. And social media, let me just explain. Yeah. It involves Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Uh, What's the one Instagram. called? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, Ugh. I'm not on Instagram, but. It's everywhere. Any, anyone ever get addicted to LinkedIn? LinkedIn. I'm I, on I LinkedIn. have never once accepted an invitation to LinkedIn. <laughs> Are you, you know what? Here, let me just really, tell you, though. LinkedIn. I've I've actually stayed up professionally with more people on LinkedIn, hmm. but it doesn't seem like you have to manage it like the others. I just have a lot but of. But that people. would fall into the category because social media is yeah. an interaction online with others. Totally. So yes, it would fall into that category. Okay, if you have a problem, here's your problem. If your mood is determined by the number of comments or likes you get, oh, you might have a problem. My heavens, I have a problem. Matt, you put something out there and no one said anything. No, but like, you know what? It blows my mind how dumb some of the things that they respond to are. Yeah. And how, like, there's certain things we put up on my Facebook page that people eat up. Yeah. They love it. They love embarrassing stories. And yeah. you probably they have. They did like that. I've had a, a few plethora. of those. Yeah. <laughs> or they like pictures with kitty cats when you have a fluffy, cool phrase. Oh, yeah. Meow. But if you are not getting the response that you wanted and it destroys your day, That's a, you have a problem. That's a, okay. Okay. Number 10. If you cannot get things done uh, because you are too involved in figuring out what people think about you on Facebook and Twitter, right? you're, you got, you're messed up. Well, what if it's important stuff you're doing, like bringing in the harvest? <laughs> At Farmville or At Farmville. in real harvest? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Farmville. What if you've lost a goat? Oh, man. You can't just let the goat wander. No, but I mean, if you can't get stuff done, like you can't fold a load of laundry or you can't drive to the grocery store and you can't get out of your car before you check on your smartphone. Or you're not talking to your kids every night or you and your husband are in different rooms not talking, even though you have issues to deal with. Or if you've taken your kids to the park and you're sitting on the bench looking at your phone because you you just know you wrote the most (sighs) witty thing out on Facebook and you can't wait to see what people say. So you might have a a problem. Hey, number eight, you know more about people on Facebook that you haven't seen in years than you do about your best friends in real life. That's a problem. Yeah. You know you're a little socially Facebooky jacked up. Yeah. Well, it means that you're invested so much in what's going on or what they present to yeah. me online. And you know so much about them, but you really don't know what your friends are going through. And See, that could be a real sad. problem. Your best friends should be on Facebook. And they, they are. That, yeah. <laughs> that's a real deal, though, huh? Because that's we're a not real even, issue. Then we're... Then we're just kind of creepers. That's what my my daughter calls that. <laughs> yeah. Creepers are the ones that just go look at everyone else's lives and live vicariously through them. Okay, here's the big one for people who kind of uh, are a brand on Facebook or on Twitter, and they're kind of promoting themselves yes. as well. And if you think that your number of friends, followers, and fans is a direct reflection of your worth. Interesting. This is really interesting because as a blogger who blogged professionally for years— I present myself on Facebook and, you know, I try to get fans to follow me and, you know, kind of know what's going on. And my numbers 
might be completely different than a blog similar to my own. Right. But what that means is it doesn't mean they're a better blogger, they're a better person, they're a better mom, they're a better chef, they're a better anything. Right. It just means that their reach has gone a little further than yours. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Or your quality, really. No, it doesn't. It and might I just really, be their marketing. It, it is. <laughs> it, it might really it It's might, more about really marketing be. maybe than quality. But when people feel that like they have to live up to their number, be it low or high, yeah. they're substituting their worth for a number. And that... That's it's huge. Sad, yeah. See, but don't you think that's a lot on social media? Like, totally. We're all kind of like, oh boy, they've got so many fans or friends. Totally. Huh. And I think it falls more into the danger zone when it's about your business. Yeah. Because I've personally tried to cut back on my numbers on my personal page just mm-hmm. because I'm realizing, and we'll talk about this later, yeah. that I might have been having friends follow me out of obligation instead of out of oh yeah about a about a, a real relationship. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay, here's the next one, number six. If you're willing to unfriend somebody because they are unable to vote the way you vote, or translation, if their opinion is so different from yours where it's bothering you and making you boil, and right around this time of year, we all know everybody's opinion is really strong out there. So you know you've got a Facebook or a social media problem when you don't want to hear anyone else's opinion that's contrary to yours. Is that what you're saying? Or when it affects you to the point where you're like, yeah. oh my oh, gosh, how can I crazy. be friends with somebody yeah. who is so ridiculous? Yeah, so liberal or so this who or so that. Who can really like that person. That's a great Sorry, one. I got a little heated. Yeah. Because <laughs> I is, might have a little issue. This is hitting <laughs> so. close to home. Moving on. That's good. What else, Becca? Okay, you stop anything and everything to post something. Have you ever done that? I, I can picture you doing that. To stop that. anything or any everything to post one thing? Yeah, like to, p- to put a status update or send a oh, tweet. Oh, for sure. Well, I need all my faculties <laughs> to get something online. But like you're mowing the lawn and you're like... Oh, I'd stop oh. mowing the lawn for anything. Yeah, that's true too. Okay, let's say you're on a date. Have you ever like picked up your phone while you're on a date? Oh, yeah. And I hand it to my wife and then she posts, like, she posts like, what we're write, doing. You're like, write <laughs> this. You, you, you can text faster than I can. Oh, no, totally. My, we went on a date the other day and we just sat there and she was teaching me Instagram. Oh, the date see. was Instagram teaching. Oh, because sounds apparently romantic, that's, Matt. Well, it's really not. But it's, uh, it's, I hate it, quite honestly. I just, these, this isn't going to end. They're going to just keep giving us more and more and more. Yeah. There'll be, uh, there'll be something newer <sighs> and better. And faster and cooler. Feeling stress. Okay, moving on. Okay. Number four, uh, if your kids ask you, Mom, are you going to put this on Facebook? Oh, interesting. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like having a third party yeah. or something in the marriage we, or the family. Yeah. Weird. It's, instead, they say, are you sending this to Grandma? No. No, putting it on Facebook, honey. Yep. You're going to be famous. <laughs> It, well, it kind of gives them a complex, too. Yeah. Because then they're worried that if they say something or do something embarrassing or yeah. do something that, uh-oh, this might go on Facebook. They, this is their lingo, too, now. Right. Never before have kids been so involved or aware of what their parents are right. doing. No, totally. So we kind of have to remember that. Oh, my heavens. That's scary. Okay. Um, <laughs> you might have a problem if you check your Facebook or Twitter in inappropriate times or places. Church. Church. The restroom? I oh. mean, really? Restroom, man. That's time down. <laughs> I love that. Uh, at a funeral, maybe. I don't funeral. know. Yeah, right in between when they're closing the casket. But if you really can't resist where you're just somewhere where That's you're just bad, like, I've huh? got to do it. Yeah. You're just inappropriate times so... and places. I get that one. Okay. 
And then what about number two? If it's the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night. That's, oh, that's yeah, sad. That's See, that sad. that should be – I should be talking to my wife. Yeah. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, sweetie. <laughs> that sounds and better. she's like click, click, clickety, clickety, click. Yeah. That's no good. Okay. No, I don't like that. Okay. And the number one uh, thing you might indicate that you might have a problem is if you fall asleep dictating status updates to yourself in your head. Have I've been guilty that? of that. Oh, yeah. Did the Did the iPad fall on your face? No, it hasn't. You need an iPad because it instantly wakes you up. Yeah. They're heavier than you think. Yeah, but those those are the, the signs that you might have a problem with social media. Oh, wow. That's a good list. And you know what? I sadly, I think I fit a half of them. Okay. And I'm not even into it that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Becca Dulgarian, uh, if you want you know, to go just experience a little taste of Becca Dulgarian, go to bluecricketdesign.net. BlueCricketDesign.net. She's she's just got the goods. And when we come back from this break, we're going to start talking about what to do. What where's the good, the bad, the ugly, the bad, and the uh, the good of social media? How to use it to your advantage? How to not let it take over your life? We're talking about it right here on the Matt Townsend Show, BYU Radio. And this is the Matt Townsend Show. We're listening to an interview with Matt and Becca Dolgarian. She just talked about the top 10 things to look out for to avoid becoming a social media addict. And maybe you'd be surprised at some of the things she said, like that your self-esteem and your self-worth or the quality of your day is determined by the number of likes or the responses you get to a post. Or that you know more about the lives of people you have a distant connection with on Facebook than you do your best friend in real life. Or one that probably hits home to all of us, it's the first thing that you look at when you wake up and the last thing you look at before you go to bed. Sounds like we all might be on the verge of addiction. So let's continue listening to this interview where Becca lays down the pros and cons of social media. Um, so, But it's not all bad, right? No, no. But parts of it, it seems like when we get into social media, I think of one word, stress. For some reason, it stresses me out. Yeah. Because I got people telling me how great they are, A. <laughs> B, I feel this weird sense that I'm supposed to care Okay. About what everyone else is saying. I have to deal with junk I wouldn't normally deal with if I could just ignore them. And I, so, and then there's a sudden obligation that once I kind of start – that's the thing. Like once I started uh, putting more updates on my Facebook, I felt obligated to keep doing it. It's like a snowball effect. What is that about? It's momentum. Don't. What you just described, you're talking about momentum. I hate that. Because you saw a response and you're like, wow, that felt great. I got to keep doing that. Oh, the, the stress of keeping that up. Oh. Ah. Well, and yeah. then, then you have this weird obligation of that I have to be connecting to these people. Half of these people. I mean, it's also interesting. And they, they comment. Like they give you – they comment. So now all of a sudden you have a relationship with people. It's neat because I wouldn't be able to reach this many people and actually interact with them like I do. But they all comment. They're actually saying stuff like they know me. Yeah. That's weird. 
but you're so like likable that well they don't know me. See, that just yeah. shows they don't know me because I'd I'd just rip them a new one. <laughs> I would just Back go off. off. <laughs> Leave me alone. But I just think it's weird because all of a sudden we're um, we have this really weird relationship in social media and online where we think we know each other, but we really don't. Is that good? That's bad. That's and bad. that's because we have this false sense of uh, of relationship and friendship, and the people that you need the most are, are true friends, right? And when you think you have that support anywhere and everywhere, and then you need it and you yeah. don't get it, you find yourself disappointed. But we've set ourselves up for this disappointment. It, we have, haven't we? And it seems to be kind of like, not like it's not going to ease up. It, it's not. We have to. I guess we have to ease it up. We do, and we have to have realistic expectations. Uh, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's so, no fun. So help us with what is good, what is bad okay. when it comes to social media. because, And how do we set these expectations? How do we do this? You're a pro. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time you say <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, I, feel, I guess it's hard to be a pro in this industry because the pro key, it changes all the time. How yeah, do you keep, I mean that's a, and I fight being a pro because to be a pro you have to really be engrossed in this messed up we call it yeah messed up you yeah. have to be just totally messed up and I struggle with that because I'm really a professional mom yeah so that's what you love being that's what I was meant to be that's yeah. what I'm that's what I am so anyway let's talk about the the good because then it will lead into the bad just a tiny okay. bit social media has allowed us to connect and reconnect with people we love we admire we are curious about. And that we we're, we're just hoping that life is good for them. So, so it's your way to to stay connected. Okay. So childhood friends. I'm just listing the wonderful people that I'm connected to through social media. Yeah. That ha- had I not had a Facebook account, I would have no idea what these people are up to. Mm-hmm. So like childhood friends, my two siblings. We live in three different states. It's just a great way to see what's going on. That's true. And I am really good friends with my fourth grade teacher. See, isn't now honestly that, that is, is that's huge. That's like a warm fuzzy to me. Because you you would not have ever kept. Up I would her. never know what Miss McKay is up to. Yeah. See, Rob is good friends with his fourth grade teacher because he went through the fourth grade four times. Oh, Rob, that's so exciting. <laughs> right. BFFs. Oh, they're BFFs. I but, follow her on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's amazing about it? Honestly, is I just had a person that I haven't seen since I was probably nineteen. That is now a friend of mine, and I would ne- we would never be able to connect. Yeah, so there's moments that's hugely. I yes. think that's very valuable. That is well worth a um, positive. A connection. But the flip side of that is you kind of are reconnected to people who you feel either obligated to be connected to on Facebook, either they find you or they noticed you are friends with their friend, yeah, or you're friends with their sister. Yeah. And they saw you one time when you went to a youth dance. <laughs> so let's be friends, you know. Yeah, we, now we've got to be friends. So all of a sudden, you are sharing things uh, with people that you would probably rather have not shared it with. Uh huh. And that could be bad. Well, because yeah. Because now everybody knows. That's true. Like, yeah, and there's stuff you shouldn't be sharing. We can get into that all day. Yeah, we can. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> but that really is. In fact, there's a study that came out. I can't remember the numbers, but it was like you shouldn't have more than 350 friends, I think was the number. Yeah, and that's hard to do when your best friend's cousin met Wants you at a wedding friend. and now her wife notices you have a talk show or yeah. a blog and wants to be your friend. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, and now all of a sudden I am obligated. Like, do I say no? 
Yeah. That's the thing my wife's running into is should she just start telling everybody no? No, if you just ignore them, they can't ask you to be their friend again. <laughs> oh, so you just keep them hanging. Instead of you, and yeah, instead of saying no, you just never respond. Sorry. Oh, no, that works for me every day. <laughs> Everyone, my, my kids are always talking to me and I never respond. Okay, another uh, good thing about social media is it, it gives us an opportunity to connect with brands. And that, in this day, is really awesome because brands are using social media to offer special deals, special this is offers. stores, this is, malls, this is people, McDonald's. This is yeah. This is you, Matt. This is this me. is you. I'm a brand. Matt That's is true, a brand. Though, huh? It is. I mean, I follow Matt on Facebook, and he tells me when their date nights are, yeah, when their our next class. Yeah, what he's talking about on the radio, and you can just kind of get really involved. It's and very feel, personal. Isn't it is it? personal, and it also gives you a chance to give feedback to these companies that you really Love appreciate. And, totally. and yeah, so that's that's a plus. And, and they I, do, and they're like, "Hey, you're, you need to have one here. Why don't you ever have one here?" And then four other people will comment on it. Yeah, you should have one in this area. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, I know. Oh. That gives so do the, I guess the brands love this. The brands love it. They get to connect with people that they will never, never get to connect yeah. with. I have a super great friend who is a huge fan of a soda company, and she tweets about them. She Facebooks about them, and they noticed her, and they love her. They, they have sent her a mini fridge stocked full of their product. <sighs> She is just. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Matt's going to take full advantage of that I and try to get that free Cheetos or free, something. Oh, Cheeto Rama. <laughs> yeah. So you can connect with brands. So that's a good one. So that's a healthy thing. That's that's good. What about when it turns weird? Because now all you do is you get a million brand discount things, and yeah. you just become some big coupon. The the part the the part that um can kind of go south with that is if you're following all these brands and they they clog your feed. Pardon? They clog your wall. Okay. You know, you're... Can you not talk shopping? <laughs> they clog my feed. Well, you know, like when you go oh, they on... they gum up my wall yeah, with a bunch and, it, of and then it kind of makes it hard to see, the, to see through the fog. Yeah, I've seen that. So, limit it. I mean, if you really love XYZ, follow them on Twitter and Facebook and see yeah. what happens. You know? That's cool. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. Something bad about social media is we are constantly being bombarded with information, with stimulation, with news, with Ugh. pictures and photos. I mean, Matt, do you remember what it, life was like before? Oh, yeah. It was killer. It was awesome, huh? I remember when your cell phone would pull your pants down if you put it in your pocket. <laughs> Those were big brick phones. <laughs> now, you know, they can fit in your shirt pocket. Not a problem. But I look back at, like, life before social media and I do not feel like I was missing out on much. No, but you were ignorant. Okay. Did you not know that? <laughs> Rebecca did not remember she was ignorant. But it's funny. But now we're like, look at everything I used to not yeah. know, everything I was missing out on. Yeah. But you weren't. We are super overstimulated. Okay. And, and honestly, that might be the biggest problem with this, huh? Is It's a noise. It's, it, this, it's, this. Just, sta- it's just static. Yeah. Okay. Really quickly. Um some of the bad things also is we are comparing our worst to everyone's best on Facebook yeah. and Twitter. Everyone looks fantastic. Everyone went to this concert. Skinny, They're going to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, people post the good. Oh, yeah. And they limit the bad. Actually, there are some people who post the bad and then you get depressed. So that's my, bad, too. That's true. I think my wife always posts my worst picture, but her <laughs> best picture. 
She is totally allowed to do that. I'm and, sorry. Because she's the one that takes the picture. So she'll go through them and say, Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. Oh, yeah, that's perfect of me, of her. And then I'm looking like a slap I job. say kudos. So, <laughs> to me, it seems rude. Well. What do I know? You're the pro. Uh-uh. Oh, you don't like that. <laughs> no. You're the pro. So, but th- this bombardment's a big deal because um, it used to be that we had to go turn on the TV. It used to be that it was kind of more of a proactive thing that you'd go do it and then you'd know you'd be advertised to or or bombarded with information. Now it's just part of your phone. Yeah. You're getting chimes all the time. Oh, yeah. That's like uh, an adrenaline rush when you hear that chime for some people. Oh, no, it totally is. It's addictive. That's a dopamine. So should we should we end on a a positive note? Is this a positive bad or a positive good? (laughs) Like a jumbo shrimp? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Positive bad? So you've been talking about the bads. Oh, I have been going back and forth. Oh, though. have you? Because we're, well, let's do this too. Oh, we, oh what? Oh, I've got to touch on these two things. Really okay. Okay. One of the bad things about social media is we have lost our filters. Oh, totally true. Oh, we've totally lost our filters and we feel like it's acceptable to say whatever we want. Yeah, that's bad. That's just, that's just sad. People need filters. That's yeah. what my therapist tells me every day. <laughs> Matt, people need filters. And I, I, I totally – I agree. I don't, I don't think our youngins are even learning no. to filter. Well, they don't know how to – they don't know how – they're losing the, uh, the ability to write in full sentences. Yeah. Because they're texting and code oh, and Oh, no. Seriously. So I have a daughter posting. that's out of the country writing these letters back. Cute as can be. Great letters. It's just they don't make sense. <laughs> And she doesn't use – she doesn't punctuate. She doesn't no, – nobody knows how to write by hand anymore. Yeah. What's happening to us? We're online. That's it. But uh, not all bad. You got another one? That's, what was your other one? Uh, a good one. I like to end on, on a positive note. What's, I'm a glass half full kind of gal. Um, these social media platforms have given us a place to be heard and be expressive and studies have shown that it does really build confidence. And yeah. for a lot of people – this might be their only way to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And as sad as that sounds, it really is kind of a positive situation yeah. for people. If you have something great to say and you put it out there and you get a great response, that feels amazing. It does. Well, and it's good to hear. I hear it I'm hearing voices hear. I wouldn't normally be hearing and not, not even in my head. But I'm, I'm seeing voices on Facebook that you know they wouldn't be heard. Right. And it actually impacts me and it impacts what goes on the show. It impacts what goes in my workshops, my classes. It's big time. It is. That's a huge positive. That's a great positive. So here's what I want to do with that great positive. Uh, we're talking again to Becca Dulgarian, who is the um, – she likes to be called the legend <laughs> of all Bloggerville. Um, um, she, she runs the site bluecricketdesign.net. And uh, we're going to come back, Becca, and I want you to tell us, okay, so there's the good, the bad, the ugly kind of. What are some how-tos? What should we do? How do we take back our social media? How do we kind of make it so we put some reins on it and we're owning this thing again? Make sense? Got it. We'll be back right after this break with the infamous, no, not the infamous, the famous Becca Dilgarian right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. And we're back with the rest of today's Matt Townsend episode. We are discussing social media today. The good, the bad, and the ugly. 
In the last segment, Becca Dolgarian laid down some pros and cons of social media, like that it's good to reconnect with loved ones, but it leads to comparing our worst selves with everyone else's best selves. And I think that's a really great way to put it because it's true. You're not going to want to post all those mistakes you made every day or your bad habits or your bed head because, I mean, that would just lead to a website for, you know, sad, sadistic people who just enjoy watching others' misfortunes. So you end up posting the pictures when you got your outfit just right or, you know, when your decorations turned out looking just like the ones from Pinterest or when your children are being perfect angels. And we're all culprits of it. And then we see each other on social media and it creates this image that everyone else has these picture-perfect lives while you're standing there with your kids screaming and your bedhead and dwelling in your mistakes. And just at that moment, it looks like everyone else is living these happy lives. But that's not true at all. So how can we gain the benefits of social media while not having it become this monster that consumes us? This last part of Becca's interview, she talks with Matt about the boundaries we should set on social media to protect ourselves and how we can avoid this media addiction. By the way, let's be real here. When we say that you're an expert, you're such an expert that you have been on one of the Good Morning World shows on the new, what do they call it? Good Morning America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. I thought you were being like, you've been on Good Morning America. Right? Yeah. Because, and tell them why. Oh, uh, it has nothing to do with social media. Uh, so that's how they found you. Yeah, I guess so. I They found a photo that I took last year of my daughter on her first day of school. So on Crying, my blog. screaming, kicking. No, she looked beautiful and she was laying next to uh, a beautiful hand-drawn word. Board, kindergarten. Yeah. First yes. day of kindergarten. And that photo went viral and they found it and then they uh, tracked me down and. Made me stress out for days because, I mean, hello, good morning, And they morning, sent America a crew to, to your house and you showed them that all your kids have these cute little boards that the first day, <laughs> let's say kindergarten or first grade or third grade. Yes. they, they wanted to. They wanted to show how uh, mom gets their kids ready on the first day of school and yeah. takes photos to capture the moment. Now, do you know what it reminded me of? Uh, no, I have no idea. A jailhouse photo. Oh, yeah. Holding it with their serial yeah. number. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh, thanks, Matt. Okay. But, totally um, that's just, just destroyed my whole sorry to image burst your of bubble. my no, it fantastic. It honestly was way cute. And they can see that at Blue Cricket Design, right? You know, I, I think it's reminding me. I need to put that link up. It's been on my Facebook page. That's oh, is that where I saw it? it? And they can find you on Facebook. They can. Look under Sasha. Good grand again. No, Becca Dugarian. But it, but really, it was kind of it was a really cool idea. But that shows you that you just throw that out there. That gets spread through the ethos. Yeah. The Ethernet, I mean. And I'm thinking logos, pathos, and ethos. Um, spread through the Ethernet, and all of a sudden you're on Good Morning America, and they're stressing you out. Oh, I mean, it was a good stress. I'll be honest. It was a good stress. You know what I mean, though. Stress. Totally. Yeah. So it's not all bad, this social media stuff. Now, but, you're going to give us tools. Yeah, but to your point, uh, if you put something out there, it is out there. Okay. Rule. Remember, this is permanent, right? Yeah. Don't be putting stuff out there that you don't want the world to see. Yeah. Especially your children need to learn that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, kind of a, a thing I think all of us parents need to remember is when you say stuff about your children, 
It impacts the opinions of others. So if you're always constantly saying, ah, oh, Jimmy, oh, he's so hard, yeah. the worst temper. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy's not getting playdate invitations. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? Well, you kind of did that to him. Yeah. So. so interesting. You could actually sabotage your yeah. family by just what you say. You, you see it all the time where moms will say, these kids are driving me crazy. Yeah. And I say like that. that. So That's okay. Yeah. But, you know, as long as they're not beating people up. <laughs> I've never told the story about – just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have to edit you. <laughs> so, so one thing is remember the permanence of all this online stuff. Yes. It's going forever. What are some other rules? What are some other boundaries we should be setting? I think something you need to consider and ask yourself is how do you want to be perceived on social media? Do you want to be seen as a complainer? Mm, I want to be tall. Do you want to – yeah, tall. Dark and handsome. Okay. With a six-pack. Fix that. Okay. Um, Did I stump you? Well, I just – I don't know. Okay. Okay, but this, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you want to be seen? Do you want to be seen – It's a great question. As somebody who's positive or somebody who's negative? That's a big deal because if you're negative, you're not going to probably attract people. Yeah, and you might be unfriended. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than being unfriended. <laughs> See, now, funny. I wouldn't even know. I'm totally be kidding. Un- but how do you unfriend somebody? I'm you dying You click a button that says unfriend. <gasps> I need to learn that one. Yeah. I don't know who I'd unfriend, though. I bet you could go through your list. I bet. Yeah. I unfriended 400 people once. Oh, rude. Well, it was that obligation. Were you having a bad day? No, it was just the, like, why am I friends with these yeah. people that you I know, really don't know? We call that know. thinning the herd. Yeah. Like, trim the fat. Trim the fat. Anyway. Call the herd. So you need to present yourself the way you really want to be mm-hmm. authentically represented. And that is one of the neat things about social media is you get to choose that. Oh, yeah. You're you get to kind of identify how you, what messages you send. How you, and then I guess you're saying once you know how you want that, you need to then create messages that lead there. Right. Cool. Okay. What other rules? Uh, if you find that this is kind of taking over... You need to really think about what is being sacrificed because of it. Mm. And that's a really quick and easy way to be like, okay, I might need to, to to scale back a little bit. Yeah. Because the important things of life are not social media. No. Really, they're not. Family, faith, Yeah, making friends. memories. Yeah. It's, um, do, you, do you suggest limits? Like, do you... Do you Push back on yourself and say, I will give myself a half hour here, a half hour there. That is the best, the best advice for people. Uh, or, or tell yourself, when I get X, Y, and Z done, I will reward myself with yeah. a drumstick and yeah. 15 minutes on Facebook. That's how I, that's, that's exactly. That's how I am. I'm eating an ice cream cone and it. checking in. That's how I stay so fit is every time I run yeah. a mile, I get a Twinkie. <laughs> it's a fairly simple bargain. But we work as humans with the reward system. Uh-huh. We do. So, it's, And it is. I guess it's then if it's going to be Pavlovian anyway, you may as well use it to your advantage. Yeah. So make a list of rewards and then Facebook it. will probably be on we'll there. We'll, we get to do this. We get to do this. Then you can go play on Facebook. Yeah. And I think we need to kind of have a reminder that life before Facebook was fantastic. Life with limited Facebook can be fantastic. Yeah. And there, you know, whoa, hold on, guys. Even life without social media what? can be amazing. You, I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, I haven't tried it. I are might. You okay. I might, Matt. I might. You've taken a sabbatical before. You've kind of disconnected yes. before. I am kind of on this life search journey of 
where I want to yeah. be yeah. right now. And I'm really tempted. This show might make me do it. Maybe December it? I will just unplug completely. Wow. Mind-boggling. You might die. I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think that's I might a cool thrive. idea. But I, maybe that's a great activity for everyone to think about. Like, would you be able to? There's a lot of people that wouldn't. Like, literally right now they wouldn't be able to do that. That's like too much to ask. Well, then start small maybe. Yeah. Maybe take an hour mm-hmm. or then but a that's day. that's a great challenge out there. I don't know. If you just really have to ask yourself, like, what can I do without? Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's probably good in all parts of life. Yeah. Do I really need another car? Do I really need another you friend know, on friend? Facebook? Right. Yeah. Disposable. And mm. then I really think that there are certain situations where the question is, is this worth it? How does this really make me feel? And if it makes me feel cruddy and just worthless and small, you know, I'm sorry. There is nothing in the world that needs to make somebody feel that way. No. And if elimination is the only way to get past that, then by golly. Eliminate. Eliminate. Simplify. I think that's a cool – because you're talking more, I guess, my psyche. If this is impa- – oh, I guess it could be anything. But if this is really worth it to me, is it taking a toll on me psychologically, emotionally? And not only you, but is it taking a toll on your family, on your work schedule, on your school? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that this is just bleeding into. Yeah. And that sounds very strange, I know, but really it, it does. No, there's recent studies about addiction that – Internet and online addiction, is it's a new thing. In fact, in the psychological world, it's now an official diagnosis. Yeah. You can get diagnosed with an Internet addiction. I have a friend whose mom works um, in the 12-step program that the church offers, and there are more people that are coming in who are addicted to Pinterest mm. and are addicted to reading blogs, that it really interferes with their self-worth. Yeah. So this is a real Real thing. It's a, it, and you know what? It seems like it's about consumption in a way. Like I've even noticed with me that I, I don't even read most of the stuff. I just gather a lot. So I'll, yeah, go, get, I'll go read a thousand articles and I found it's easy to find articles. It's just hard to read them. Yeah. So I've now accumulated this huge list of reading to go do more than I'll ever be able to do. And what that does to us is it doesn't give us the whole story. Mm-mm. And our perspective is based on what we take out of that, which yeah. which can be no, wrong and absolutely. bad. And, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I also even like a simple idea of just having some sites that have alternative thoughts to yours so that so you're not – so if, politics. If you're a conservative, then go get some sites that are a little more liberal so that you can at least have to hear what's being said. Yeah. It, to me, it just tempers you. It makes you tolerant. Tolerant. Yeah. Or at least be able to ar- argue the other side or at least understand the other side. But we don't have to do that, do we? Hide. We can we just hide away. Hide and deny. <laughs> hide and deny. And then all of a sudden we're mad when everyone thinks differently. What else? Any other ideas, tools, rules, limits? You know, I think you can get a good perspective on your own habits by asking others. Yeah. Do I? Like, do, am I online too much or do I? <laughs> Does it bother you that when we're out on a date that I pick up my phone phone all the time? Isn't that interesting? Is that weird? That is so... I don't know, because we really aren't self-aware as much as we think we are. No, we're not at all. So you might might need to ask a friend. Well, and what if... Or if your date only involves having someone teach you how to use Instagram. (laughs) Like, that's a pretty pathetic date. Well, did you have a... 
like a ice cream or something? No. Yeah. I'm a loser. <laughs> Such a loser. Oh, my heavens. Well, this is good stuff. And so the good, the bad, the ugly, it's not all bad. No. And it's not all good. No, but anything in life, there is the yin to the yang. There's mm-hmm. the good to the bad. And I think if we just step back and try to identify what we get out of the good mm-hmm. and also notice what we contribute to the bad, right? we can kind of find a, a, a better balance. I guess that's called learning. I think you are on to something. <laughs> so maybe we just need to make sure we're learning because if we're learning as we're doing this – and I guess, too, are you still able to be disciplined in it? The minute you're, you know that you cannot not do it, you got a problem. The minute you're hiding any of this. Yeah. And that's, I guess, when we get online and stuff. Some of the – I mean, I, I have a rule that is tried and tested with my clients. You should not be – you should not have friends on Facebook that you've ever dated. Huh. Or been intimate with or had a relationship with. I can see a lot of good coming from that role. Yeah, because it really is – it's a little its a little confusing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that everyone thinks, well, that's just so old-fashioned. But honestly, it's, it's a real deal. In fact, we had a, another um, expert on Scott, Dr. Scott Haltzman, who talked about you got to watch He's out. He's a doctor. He's a real expert. He's a real expert. <laughs> He's a psychiatrist uh, that talks about intimacy and you got to watch out for that because that's a big cause of infidelity is just kind of reconnecting to some of those old emotions with let's, the old Let's flame. put that on the, the, the bad list. That's on a bad list. Yeah, let's put that So the good, there. the bad, the ugly. So if, if we have to wrap this up, Becca Dilgarian, again, the founder, the author, the myth, the legend of the bluecricketdesign.net. She's a blogger extraordinaire. Give us the one thing that makes the big difference. What's the one rule? It just stands out for you. The rules we need to remember are we are in charge of what we get out and what we put into social media. Love it. It's just a tool. Yeah. It's not your master. Okay, Becca Dolgarian, they can find you at the bluecricketdesign.net. Yes. And Matt, wait, where can they find you? They can find me. Speaking of social media. At the at uh, they find me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. You can find you can uh uh, I'm trying to find. You can find me. I think you're you can, on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Doctor Matt tweets. Good job. You can find me on uh, Matt Chat at byu edu. That's at byu. Um, you can find me at matttownsend.com. Perfect. Pretty fun, isn't it? Thanks, Becca, making me remember all these things. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back after this, wrapping up the show on social media. Thanks again to Becca Dolgarian. Go check out Becca's site, bluecricketdesign.com, and join us again in a minute. Okay. So social media is a big beast. It's a huge part of society and one of the main cogs that helps keep the modern-day world rolling forward. So I don't think that our guests today were necessarily saying that you have to shun social media or pretend that it doesn't exist. But there are things we can do to keep it from becoming that modern-day monster lurking in our homes that we were talking about earlier. It doesn't need to be a monster. It can be beneficial to your self-esteem, and it can be beneficial to your relationships if you set boundaries for yourself. Like Becca said, regulate yourself. Remember the permanence of social media and the impact it can have on your reputation and your mindset. 
So don't post something that you're going to regret in a few years. And I would say also don't post things that you're just trying to show off and make other people compare themselves to you. I mean, there is a fine line between showing off and rejoicing in your accomplishments. And I think it's up to everyone to find that balance. I mean, overall, it's just about prioritizing your life, really. If you're waking up every morning and you can't get out the door without checking your social media accounts, has that become your top priority? I think that's something we all need to ask ourselves. Are we putting in the time and effort into our social media that could be spent fostering relationships with our spouses or kids or parents or friends? Then there might be a problem. But does that mean that we don't have to have it a part of our lives at all? I don't think so. Social media is a part of life, but life is all about balance, and it's about finding that balance. And we're all culprits of this, so let's choose to do something about it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Leanna Tan. Join me again tomorrow for another episode of Matt Townsend. 